0: Welcome to the Finally, Marketing That Works podcast. We all know marketing is a very vast array of things and services. You will see kind of the evolution of marketing. We're going to interview guests from all walks of life. Stay tuned and enjoy the Finally, Marketing That Works podcast. Well, today we're going to interview one of my friends, Barbie, out of Canada. She is an amazing woman and she is a... She's a businesswoman, she's a Bell's palsy survivor, and we talk all things business, marketing, health. It's a fun one, and I hope you will enjoy it too. So stay tuned in just a few moments for the finally Marketing Networks podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Slater, and I have with me a new friend, Barbie, and she's going to introduce herself and tell us a little bit about her and her background. Good morning, Barbie. How you doing?
1: Good morning. I'm great. Thank you, Mitchell, for having me on your podcast. I'm very excited for you starting this new adventure. Um, Having a podcast is a big endeavor. I'm so honored to um, be asked to be one of the first guests.
0: Thank you. Um, My name is Barbie.
1: I did. I did say yes. And uh, I love it. I love fellow entrepreneurs starting new adventures, uh, especially during COVID. So I can't wait to talk about that. Um, I'm Barbie, I'm from Vancouver in Canada here, uh, home of the 2010 Olympics, beautiful city, I'm so excited, uh, and grateful that I get to live here, I've lived here my whole life, um, so yeah, I am a mompreneur, I have two sons, 15 and 13, um, so we're going through that, uh, life together, um, great humans, (laughs) you know how it is and um, currently running a dance planning um, events. I ran dance competitions with my mom and my sister for 14 years. Uh, we had events over um, Western Canada. Unfortunately, we had to close down due to COVID. Uh, my mom and my sister are on to new adventures and I've decided to try again and start and run some small events here in Vancouver. I'm very excited about that. So I can't wait to tell you about that. Um, and also, we were chatting a little bit about um, my Bell's palsy, so I can't wait to talk with you about that. Uh, a lot of people are interested on podcasts about hearing about that, so I'm very passionate about sharing that um, awareness for that as well. So let's get started.
0: Fantastic. Well, I would love to start with how long have you been doing dance? I know, it's a huge part of your life.
1: Um, well, I danced my whole life. I started dancing when I was a kid: jazz, tap, ballet, etc. Danced. You know, every day after school, um, my mom ended up buying the studio <laughs> because, you know, her joke is that she, you know, it was cheaper to buy the studio than to pay for our dance classes. Um, but my mom's a, an entrepreneur as well. Both my parents are. Um, so I've, I've been really lucky to um, learn from them. Uh, so I danced my whole life. Went, uh, you know, to high school, graduated high school, went to business school, Um, You know, typically after grade 12, you don't dance um, as an amateur anymore. Some will go on to professional dance, but I didn't. And, uh, you know, had a corporate job for a while, had my kids, then started um, working. My mom had started the dance competition in 2021 and I started working full time with her. So that's where my career planning dance competitions took off. Very passionate about it, passionate about the community, um, love being on stage. So that was a big part of it. Um, and last year in 2020, unfortunately, we had to close uh, due to COVID, you know, running large scale events for children. Not necessarily the best business to be in other than cruise ships uh, during, a, during a pandemic. So um, we decided the best course of action was to, to close down. My mom has retired. My sister is on to, you know, spending time with her family and doing that, that she wanted to do. And now I'm on to this new uh, crazy adventure of of starting a few small events myself. Um, so I'm very excited about that. That's kind of how the dance adventure has gone for me. Yeah. Um, so a lot of competitions are pivoting to this. Um, pivot is the is the key word, of course, this um, this year, which is also a dance word, so it's quite funny, um, have pivoted to using virtual dance competitions. And it's, it's very interesting from a marketing point of view, because these concepts over the past 10 years, we actually launched a virtual dance competition, um, about 10 years ago, but the, the community wasn't quite ready for the idea and the concept of me just being on video and there's no live event and there's no energy from the event. So quite interesting because the concept is very cool. You can put your videos in, be judged by, you know, judges anywhere around the world and and that. And it was very cool, but it it wasn't really catching on. And now, of course, literally overnight, there is competitions coming up with these virtual concepts and these amazing um, classes you can take online. And, you know, dancers are able to take, say, a class with, uh, you know, someone in the you know royal ballet programs in London and and anywhere um very cool never mind getting there never mind being able to get into the studio or feeling like you were accomplished enough to be in that class whereas now you can take it take it from home and and these these concepts and these marketing ideas are just mind-blowing and and it's really cool that people have stepped up me personally i am my brand and my feeling personally, my, my, my brand is very personal now for my events. I thrive. And I think one of my biggest strengths is being on stage and my personality and the atmosphere that I create. So what I've, I've decided to just, um, you know, let, let the people who are doing the virtual dance competitions, you know, kill it at that. And I'm just, you know, I've done a couple small, uh, programs here in Vancouver, you know, with our, our, our health orders here following those. And they've been great. And, you know, I'll try next year to do to do larger events that way.
0: Reading up on you before our, uh, our podcast, you mentioned and how that affected you in business. And so I'd love for you to share, whatever you're comfortable with, how having that affected business and just affected your personal life and how you recovered from that.
1: Yeah, Bill's palsy is something that I do like to share awareness with because there isn't a lot out there. Uh, It's a real emotional trip when you get it. Um, So for me personally, I woke up in 2015, um, you wake up at sudden onset, your face is paralyzed. As a human who is a extreme extrovert, um, I Love being out and about and being with friends and being in front of a camera and, and, and etc. It was horrible. <laughs> and universe, universe wise, I the first thing I did was Google, you know, Louise Hay, you know, metaphysical reasons for Bell's palsy. And I the reasoning is that you're not using your voice. I don't, you know, I said that to my mom, I was like, Are you kidding? You never stop talking. So doing some more, <laughs> doing some more research into that is, long story short, is you're not standing up for yourself, you're not using your voice, you're not making your opinions heard, you're not even considering what your opinion is. That's kind of that that phase that I was in in my life. So, um, it's a virus that attacks the cranial nerve on right here beside your ear and paralyzes the nerves in the in the side of your face. That was my left, the left side of my face, and I wasn't surprised. Once I read that, I was like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So I basically stayed in bed for two weeks. Um, Didn't really feel sorry for myself. I'm not that kind of person. I just basically was like, okay, we can be tough. You know, some people it comes back after three days, some six weeks. I can do six weeks. That's all right. We can do six weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, three months, (laughs) you know, a year. I have about 85% um, back in my face you know we're on video i know your guests aren't but you can see how my face isn't perfectly symmetrical my mouth doesn't isn't symmetrical here on this side most new people that that meet me don't notice right up front um but of course i'm very still very self-conscious about it it's very hard for me um you know in photos i had to learn how to re-smile i had to learn learn all those things and that was very hard i wouldn't say that it affected me in business necessarily um I think that it helped me in business. It has given me a platform to talk about. It's an interesting topic for people. Um, I love podcasting or guesting on podcasts, like I was mentioning to you. And it is a very interesting thing. Not a lot of people know about it. People who do go through it are very resilient. And I'm very big believer on, you know, things happen for a reason. Um, I am working on a platform, Bell's Palsy talks it's called with barbie um it's not really quite ready yet but i'll definitely want to come back and chat with you about that when um when it's ready i just want to kind of just get people talking i'm not a doctor i don't know that angle about it i don't think people with bell's palsy necessarily care about that it's more of a support and hey if barbie did it or if somebody did it then i can do it too and that's kind of how i live my live my life is trying to support and inspire others so Well, 2021, I think for everybody is a bit of a train wreck, I guess is the nicest way to say it. Everybody has had to, you know, I don't think that anybody um, that we know or anybody in our lives hasn't been impacted in some way, Um, you know, even if you just can't see your mom for a while. So business to me in this period in my life, I'm really trying to look at it as with gratitude. I mean, I try to do that in all areas of my life. Like you said, I'm not a woe is me person. I don't think any of us should or can afford the time to be like that. Uh, I surround myself with people who aren't like that. And I encourage other people to do that as well. Um, So for my business, you know, when we closed it in March, I was heartbroken. I I did spend a, a good two months being depressed and, you know, not knowing what, you know, where I was going to go, definitely drinking too much wine, and <laughs> those kinds of things. Um, then I kind of, yeah, you got to stand up, dust yourself off. Um, I am a business girl. I went to school um, for business. That's what I always wanted to do. Uh, I knew that I would be an entrepreneur. I always told my mom that I would work with her. Um, and she told me I had to go work with someone else first <laughs> to, to, you know, get my own footing and become my own person. And I did that. So this period, you know, in COVID in 2021, I think we've all had the opportunity to really stop, reassess where we are, who we are and and where we want to be going in life. I don't think that there's been one person who who hasn't had to shift, had to, you know, look at themselves in the mirror and be like, is this actually something that I want to be getting up and going to do in the mornings? Um, and I really admire, I see so many people, especially in the arts and dance community where, you know, a really good girlfriend of mine, her career is teaching adult dance. And here in Vancouver, adult dance couple times now has been completely shut down. Her entire business and career has been based on adult dance. So she had to turn around and now she teaches adult dance in her living room and has started a personal training business virtual. These kinds of people that I surround myself with are the ones that I encourage everybody to this pandemic is really a shift in our whole universe to have an opportunity to stop reassess, look at how much we miss our family, how much we've been missing our friends during this time, you know, Who's the person that you really want to see that you haven't been able to let's spend some more time with them um you know keep those people around us so when we're focusing on our business our personal life is is fun and exciting and we can you know take it from there and and jump off that especially business wise
0: Well you've been doing this for a while and I know you said your your background is you love marketing you've been doing that for a while how have you seen it change what was working back then Uh, what wasn't working, and then how have you seen that transition into 2021?
1: Marketing to me is mind-blowing. Like, I am so passionate about it. Um, I love watching it. You know, when I went to business school, you know, we were learning about, and I'm sure it's similar for you, you know, we were learning about newspaper ad placement and whether you wanted to put your ad on a bus or, in a magazine and you were spending thousands of dollars like thousands of dollars in these business cases that we would study on whether you wanted to put an ad in a magazine which is completely um you know yes they have studies on their readers i don't know if someone looks at my ad i don't know if that gets rained on or if it gets ripped out before people get it now i've spent 10 grand on this ad that is completely immeasurable i have no idea Can you even imagine when we went to school, if we had the opportunity to even consider the fact that if I put an ad on Facebook, I can budget five bucks and I can literally see the demographic of who is looking at it. I only pay if someone clicks on it. Absolutely mind blowing. So for us as marketers right now, looking at this world of like everything is in front of us is just so exciting. and. I just, I can't get enough of it. I don't think that we could really, you know, uh, condense in five minutes, how marketing has changed in the past 10 years. Uh, I could talk about it forever. I'm sure you could too. But I think to me as entrepreneurs and marketers, like so exciting. So like, so exciting that I can put an ad on and, you know, nobody's clicking on it and then change the graphic like right now and then change, you know, and then put it on there. I, I, yeah. Like I said, I'm so passionate about it. I encourage all entrepreneurs to get out there. You know, even if you're meeting at nine o'clock in the morning and you've been working and you're wearing sweats, who cares? Like, let's just get on videos, let's talk. Those are the kind of videos that people want to see and podcasts, you know, you were saying right at the beginning, let's just chat. If If the internet lags or the video lags, who cares? Everybody knows that. Um, we just want to talk to real people and be like, Hey, what are you doing? Like, did that Facebook ad work for you? Um, or what, one of my favorite, uh, jokes that I talk about is I, when I first started doing Facebook campaigns, probably about, you know, eight or nine years ago, like all of us put up an ad carefully crafted, make the graphic just looks perfect. Cause I overanalyze all these things. Cause I'm a graphic designer, you know, get five or six clicks. You're like super excited. Later that night, put a picture of myself with a massive pimple right here on my face. On my personal Facebook page gets like 250 likes, comments everywhere, you know. So I'm like, maybe I'll just put that on my <laughs> Facebook ad. Everybody's like, thank God I don't have that on my face. Um, But anyways, back to the marketing. I mean, there we, we could talk forever about how amazing it is. In 2021, people have been just killing it at being like, hey, you know what? I'm going to start that podcast. I'm going to start those videos. I'm going to stop being a wimp and putting myself out there because if if Barbie can do it or Mitchell can do it or or, or these people can do it, sure, give it a shot. Worst case scenario, nobody looks at it. Then, <laughs> then it's totally fine. It doesn't matter anyways.
0: <laughs> and it's. Oh, yeah. Changed drastically, of course, for sure, especially in this last year when everything went went online. I think that's that's the one of the hardest parts. But a start is just you make a video, like you said, make a video, just put it online. If you got a pimple, don't worry about it. People have got pimples, and I think people want that authenticity. They want people to be real. And something we've really noticed, which I thought up? was really interesting: humongous companies like Amazon and Starbucks and all these huge corporations, and we. Small in their marketing as much as they can. They try and be that small, that small company. But then you got all these pop shops, these one person companies, 10 person companies that try and sound like they're a, cool, like, cause they're, we are this and we do this. Like they sound big, but they're tiny. And, and I'm like, man, why do we always try and sound ginormous in our marketing when we're small? And the big guys are always trying to sound like they're us, like smaller. <laughs> so I think we really, people want that small, they love to support small business, especially since COVID. They want to help support and be a part of embrace that and just be like, hey, we are a small business, we're a part of the community and want to spend more money with us because we we are that. What do you what do you kind of think?
1: I a thousand percent am all about authenticity. If you know, when I talk to my kids about this, um, they play high-level lacrosse and sports, and one of their friends, uh, he's a little guy. And the thing is, is if you're smaller, don't idolize people who are six foot five. There are people to idolize who are like you. If I I have curly hair, I'm blonde. If I would like to have long, luxurious, shiny, auburn hair, not gonna happen. So I think that where you're going with on the business front is you're you're totally right. We've all fallen into the trap of watching someone else's video and being like, okay, well, I'm going to make, I got to buy that exact chair and I have to have that exact lighting and I have to do all that. Well, it's uncomfortable. Um, What makes you comfortable? What makes me comfortable in my business is talking about myself and all the random things that I've tried. And I've tried this for Bell's palsy and I've tried these essential oils and I've done this and I'm super self-conscious about that. And I'm not going to lie. That does stop me from doing videos and it does stop me sometimes which is okay. And we just got to keep trying again. Um, we get better as we go, but you're not going to get better at being something that you're not. You can try, you can try for a long time, might wake up one day with a paralyzed face <laughs> if you're trying to, you know, and that's what I don't, I don't, I don't like the fake it till you make till you make it saying. I don't like that. I like that you aspire or, um envision being there and you're on a path and you're intending on getting there. Absolutely. Faking it till you're making it, you're just gonna you're gonna crash. You're gonna burn. You're not um it's not real for you. Um and office, authenticity is is always the way to go. You're totally right. I'm a small company, I'm one person. I'm one person. I do, you know, really love that is being authentic speaking your truth like you said we're only going to crash and burn so many people you know if you look at shelves in the bookstores what do they talk about they talk about i you know was living a life that wasn't for me i was doing this. i was trying too big i was working too hard i was being a lawyer but i hated being a lawyer you know because my dad wanted me to be a lawyer and you know i'm 40 now and i'm i'm really trying to embrace being true to myself now I'm not going to tell you that I I know what that is or that I've figured it out yet. But my goal and my intention is to figure that out. Focus on self-care um, which is something I think in business and marketing that we don't talk about enough. So maybe we can have another episode on that. I'd love to um chat about that with you. And you know, let's just learn from people who have already done it. You know, you listen to people who do run large, you know, corporations and you list, you know, you know, you look at a Warren Buffett and be like, Hey, you know what? I take my lunch to school, Lunch well, to school. I take my lunch every day that my wife packs me because you know what, that's authentic. And that's what he likes. Um, I think that that's really important. I think that we focus too much on being things that we're not on keeping up with the Joneses because the Joneses probably aren't even happy anyways. So, you know, Gary Vee says, which is a great quote, uh, you know, I'd rather be happy in my Honda Civic than crying in my Ferrari. So we need to just be grateful for what we have. Embrace this opportunity that we have right now during this pandemic. Um, enjoy the people around us. Enjoy these new beginnings that we can have. Start that video, do that blog. Um, you know take that dance class that you can do online now nobody's watching you anyways you get to be in your living room now and i think that's great i think that this podcast has really helped me and i'm really excited because we've talked about a lot of things that inspire me Um, this is why i love podcast guesting is because i get to talk to other people who who you know inspire me being a guest is you know, I'm telling my story, but I love to, you know, be out there and meet new people and get information and be inspired by what other people are doing, starting podcasts and, and doing your thing. So, you know, for me today, that's great. Hey, you know what? I need to step out of my comfort box today a little bit and maybe try something new and maybe, you know, record a new video. Um, So thank you so much for that.
0: You bet. Good. Well, I know as we wrap up here, I'd love if you could share your three maybe even if it's not, you don't have three, that's fine. One to three big takeaways for somebody if they were looking to start a business or get into marketing or whatever.
1: Well, like I said earlier, I have had a lot of entrepreneurs in my life that I've been able to look up to and learn from. Um, So I don't know necessarily that I would say that I wish that I knew. But what I would tell, you know, people is to make sure that a, you're passionate about it. You know, there's so many people that blog about, you know, make sure your, 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 your business is, is what you're truly passionate about. Absolutely, if you are passionate about birdhouses and you go out and you build those birdhouses and you find those birdhouse people that are also passionate about, you know, birdhouses, that's what you wanna do. You want to be authentic, like we were saying, and do that. However, on the flip side, from a marketing point of view, you wanna make sure in the world of birdhouses, if you're gonna quit your job and focus on that, that there's actually people out there that are gonna buy them. Uh, Sometimes, you know, sometimes passion is amazing, but you can be passionate about, about a lot of things. So just to kind of look at whether you're passionate about the birdhouses or whether you're passionate about business or being your own boss. You know, someone like Christine McGee from Sleep Country, amazing story she wanted to be her boss she, her own boss she was passionate about starting a business so she looked out there and what's there a need for mattresses okay great i'm sure she didn't grow up as a kid being like i am going to sell mattresses mattresses are what i am passionate about she's passionate about business that's something that i've always you know you know looked at um, so i would say definitely f- follow your passion make sure that there's a, a need for it though um you know if there isn't that's great blog about your birdhouses and and get that personal satisfaction i would love to see that as well um also be ready to be scared and cry sometimes and be broke sometimes um so you want to be ready for that people will look at entrepreneurs and people who have podcasts or who are an author and they're famous and doing those things they cried a lot to get there. This wasn't something that they just you know, woke up tomorrow and did, they went through a lot of, typically, we're not gonna buy a book from someone who's like, do, 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 went through life and, you know, and had everything easy. They've gone through shit, they've done it. They've, you know, they've, they've had grit, they've done that. So you need to be ready to have those experiences um, um, too. And I like to think that I've been through a lot of stuff. So I take that as a responsibility to try to share with up and coming entrepreneurs. I'm not going to say younger, because uh, I think if you're 80, you should start today, too. Um, up and coming entrepreneurs to kind of say, hey, you know what? She's been through that. Maybe I can do it, too.
0: Love that. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you, Barbie, what's the best way they can get in touch with you?
1: Um, so my my website, my personal website is Barbie Wharton, W-H-A-R-T-O-N, uh, just like the business school. I mean, I wish I could say I was related to those people, but I'm not, but that's how you spell it, dot com. And I would love to connect with, you know, anybody. I'm always open to new opportunities and new people, and I've loved being on your podcast. I would love to be involved in any future projects that you do. I love your message. And um, I think as entrepreneurs, all we can do is lift each other up and wish the best for everybody. Everybody kind of focus on our buckets that we're we're good at, honor what they're good at, and and help and help each other out because there's enough success in the whole world for everybody
0: amen to that well barbie thank you so much for joining the podcast today wishing nothing but the best in 2021 and beyond and uh, hopefully we get to talk again soon
1: you betcha i'm happy to be on your podcast anytime and congratulations for getting started that's great and um have a great day
0: thank you well, I've said it once and I will say it again. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and were able to take at least one thing away from today, whether it was on business or marketing, or maybe even inspiring you on the health side of things that Barbie and I talked about. It was a fun one and I'm inspired by her and I hope you are too. We'll be here next week with another new episode and another new guest. So tune in next week and we'll see you then on the finally Marketing That Works podcast.